it has become fashionable in some ways to say things like, well, if you're not being persecuted, you're not doing it right. Mm -hmm. So I really need to seek persecution. I should be getting persecuted. Welcome to the Bible Study Discussion Podcast. My name is Wayne. I'm here with... Josh. Josh, and we are going to get into uh, chapter 10. We, we gave you a preview last week of what's going to start out. Sneak peek. Sneak peek of, of what's happening in chapter 10. Uh, I'll pray, and then we'll get beginning. Let's do it. Heavenly Father, I love you. Thank you for your love and for your grace. God, thank you for the chance to read your word. Would you open our hearts and our minds to learn more about you in a way that helps us to love you more and show your love to others. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Jesus called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. These are the names of the 12 apostles. First, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James, son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Do not get any gold or silver or copper to take with you in your belts. No bag for the journey or extra shirt or sandals or a staff, for the worker is worth his keep. Whatever town or village you enter, search there for some worthy person and stay at their house until you leave. As you enter the home, give it your greeting. If the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it. If it is not, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. Truly, I tell you, it will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. So this list of, of the 12, the 12 sent ones, the 12 apostles, um, this list appears in, in, in other gospel accounts, and there are some names that are different. There are. Uh, according to smart people that I've read, people having more than one name, not that uncommon. Uh, Thaddeus is Judas, the son of Alphaeus, likely, in, in other lists. And if, if, okay. if I'm Judas, not Iscariot, and I have another offer yep. for a name. I'll take that one. I'm probably going by that. Mm -hmm. Just. I don't want to confuse By the time they're writing these things, yeah. going by that one. Yeah, I'm Thaddeus. I didn't know if I liked Thaddeus before, but <laughs> I think it could be a Thaddeus at, at this time. Yes. And I believe Bartholomew and Nathaniel also get yeah. flipped back and forth. Likely from the Philip and Nathaniel story, we, we mm -hmm. assume that Bartholomew is Nathaniel. Mm -hmm. Which is weird, and sometimes like our we want this to be like a textbook eyewitness report account. My brain can get hung up on the, mm -hmm. these lists don't match. Right, right. Uh, because we want them to have compared notes to make sure that there were no differences in any of their stories. Right. Uh, and it actually makes it more authentic to have some differences like this in their, uh, their uh, accounts. Um, there are some places where the stories do feel like they contradict themselves and I have zero desire to make that easy for it. Like mm -hmm. we, we can go, whoa, whoa, whoa that, uh, you know, come up with some easy explanation. Sometimes those are just hard to right. figure out. Uh, this isn't actually one of those though. This is just a list of names. People have different names. Uh, M Matthew is not 
uh, unclear on who the 12 were. Right. He's one of them. He walked with them. He knows who they are. Mm -hmm. um, that that's uh, this was an, an easy one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the in this list in Matthew, uh, three people uh, have um, other, other than an association with a parent, uh, th three of the 12 have some sort of extra description of who they are. Uh, and again, this is Matthew writing it. So he notes that he was tax collector. Right. Uh, he notes that Simon uh, was a zealot. Um, and then he notes Judas Iscariot, which is not actually his last name. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, the tax collector and the zealot being the significant ones here where tax collector uh, is a Jewish person working for Rome. So right. the Romans don't like him because he's Jewish and the Jewish people don't like him because he's working for the Romans mm -hmm. and so is infected by them. Uh, he probably knew many Roman people. We have no idea if he liked them or not, but uh, something about being around people just gives us more compassion for them. Uh, a zealot was trained to have zero compassion for Rome. Uh, they probably came into that order um, uh, this sect of Judaism that was um, really interested in taking down Rome and doing so with violence mm -hmm. um, if necessary or maybe if possible. Uh, mm -hmm. And for these two to be in the same group of people, uh, anybody reading this as Matthew sent it out would have gone, well, that's going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. Like the... For sure, these two guys are not going to get along. And Matthew seems to highlight it uh, not, I don't think, to draw a distinction between, well, here's me and here's this guy I really didn't like. Mm -hmm. Say, here are the people who now lead the church. And we come from these backgrounds that were very, very different right. uh, from one another. Uh, an another difference, I mentioned Judas Iscariot. I'm going to try to get this right. Uh, Iscariot comes from, uh, there's a few different possibilities, but the most likely one is man of Kerioth, which I don't know if I'm saying that right at all. I apologize. But essentially, it's where he's from. He's from this city, Kerioth. Uh, it was a southern city. All of these other guys are called from, that we know of where they came from, all came from uh, northern parts mm -hmm. of, of Israel. Uh, and so Judas, in that sense, uh, stands out. Um, he's from a different location, different background in that way. Uh, again, Matthew just drawing some distinctions here. Um, I mean, he also lists him as the one who betrayed him. So there's... Uh, some heaviness there, but but Iscariot is not a curse word. It's just where he's from. That he is he is not from the small town backwoods, uh, country sticks towns that that Jesus and and the others are from, hmm. uh, but but from a city in the south, um, and uh, he also was brought into this collection of people by Jesus. Um, we assume Jesus. Uh, knew at, I mean, he certainly knew at the end. Right. We don't know if he knew at this point uh, who Judas was going to be, but he welcomes him in. Mm -hmm. 
um, and makes him part of the crew. And then you get sent sent out to proclaim and, and heal and raise and drive to yeah. to do what they've seen Jesus doing. Yeah. Yeah, chapter 9 was Jesus doing all these things. Yep. And then he says, all right, pray for people to go work the fields. The harvest is ripe. Pray for workers. Also you. Also be. You go. Yeah. Yep, yes. Yep. And then they're, they're not taking a lot of things with them. Uh, from what I read, showing, showing hospitality by taking in travelers was uh, one of the most important virtues in uh, the Mediterranean in antiquity, especially in Judaism. So it wasn't like like if, if, if I was sent today to go somewhere and just hope to find a place to stay with somebody, that would seem weird to me. Yeah. Um, if I went to Billings, Montana, I could probably find a distant family member that would let me sleep on their couch. Lovely. I think. Well, I'm not. I don't plan to try it. Okay. But yeah. But I think I'd do that. But but the, in in their culture, that wasn't unheard of or rare for uh, travelers to just be taken in by right. by people. Um, and then shaking off the dust. I, I read that uh, the the good Jewish people, when returning from uh, non-Jewish places before entering their cities would shake the, the heathen dust off of their feet and mm. so they, cause they didn't want to bring that unholy dust into their holy city. Okay. Which is interesting. That is interesting. Uh, it's certainly a symbol of rejection of some way that right. I'm, I'm not in uh, agreement with you. Uh, and, and he, uh, Jesus says in uh, 11, uh, Verse 11, the, the NIV says, search there for some worthy person. I don't know what mm-hmm. your translation says there in, in yeah, 11. Yeah, someone who is worthy. Someone who is worthy. Uh, makes me think of, I, I have heard a lot of language recently about finding a person of peace. Right. That is, we are trying to reach out with the, the love and the good news of, of Jesus to, to understand that not everybody's going to be receptive not only to our good news, but but even to us being kind to them. Right. But if we can find somebody who will let us be kind to them, uh, that's um, a relationship worth pursuing. And and he seems to say, look, if you're, if you're bumping up against somebody who's not receptive or interested, like just move on, and that's okay. Right. Um, so I, I thought that was interesting instruction. Uh, so. You mentioned that as a historical practice for them. Um, so I, I, I suppose you are not suggesting that uh, anybody who now works for the church should also just trust that people are going to buy their groceries for them and yeah, give pro- them a place to sleep. Probably not. It does make me feel a little bit weird. Like, as, as somebody who gets a... A salary mm-hmm. and a, uh, in my mind, comfortable one uh, from a church. Uh, I look at this and go, man, he sent them out. Uh, y- you know, in, in our denomination, we send out missionaries um, and uh, we say, either you've got to have all your fundraising up and ready to go, or you've got to have a plan for how you're going to be employed and making money. We, right. we wouldn't let them go. Unless right. they had all these things in order. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is saying, no, for this trip, right. 
go without any of that. It sounds very scary to me. It does, yeah, very much. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, for me, it's weird to think of, like, what would have been like getting these marching orders from Jesus, who you've seen, I mean, you, you've seen him with loaves and fishes, you've seen him provide, you you can trust. I don't know if you've seen that yet. I don't think we've seen it yet, but, but yes. Well, they've seen him healing people. Oh, yeah. They've, they've given up where they were to follow him. Yep already yep and just uh they've seen that authority mm-hmm. uh so it's like well he says to do this and i guess i guess we do this maybe it's not easy yeah. but we're like well because yeah. uh, I'd, I'd be fairly comfortable through chapter nine just going that is amazing like look at all the things you can do jesus this is so cool i'm so right. glad you invited me along to watch you do all these cool things right and then he gets into pray for workers for the harvest I'm like good yeah. sure yes I wonder who those people are going to be. Oh, oh me. Oh, no, I'm far less comfortable with how this goes now. That's mm-hmm. a lot scarier. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And then uh, as we shift to verse 16, um, he doesn't make it any less scary. No. No, should we keep reading? Sure. Look, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as serpents and as innocent as doves. Beware of them, because they will hand you over to local courts and flog you in their synagogues. You will even be brought before governors and kings because of me, to bear witness to them and to the Gentiles. But when they hand you over, don't worry about how or what you are to speak, for you will be given what to say at that hour. Because it isn't you speaking, but the Spirit of your Father is, is speaking through you. Brother will betray brother to death. And a father his child, children will rise up against parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of my name, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to another. For truly I tell you, you will not have gone through the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A disciple is not above his teacher or a slave above his master. It is enough for a disciple to become like his teacher and a slave like his master. If they called the head of the house Beelzebub, how much more the members of his household. Therefore, don't be afraid of them, since there is nothing covered that won't be uncovered, and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. What you hear in a whisper, proclaim on the housetops. Don't fear those who kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. Rather, fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Aren't two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's consent. But even the hairs of your head have all been counted. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Those last few verses echoing back to Matthew 6, Hmm. the Sermon on the Mount, and how God cares for the birds and the flowers and takes care of them. So surely he will take care of you, uh, a... Uh, similar, it's uh, just a reminder for them um, as they're sent out and a, and a reminder for us. Uh, but, but if I'm starting to get nervous through those first few verses of what he's asking me to do, mm. I'm sending you out sheep among wolves is not comforting. Uh, that's, that's not a safe or fun place to be. And uh, he's... He's essentially saying, look, I understand that I'm laying your life on the line here. And then Mm -hmm. he goes on to tell them that this is what you're doing. This this is not uh, going to all go super smoothly. 
there's right. some there's some hard things ahead of you. When <laughs> uh, verse 19 says, when they arrest you, not not if, hmm. but when they arrest you. Verse 23, when you are persecuted, um, uh, yeah, just if if you think this is going to be a, a victory parade. Hmm. Bad news for you. Which I, I, I appreciate because mm-hmm. even though I n- know the call to follow Christ isn't going to be easy, um, sometimes I forget. I'm like, well, if I do what God asked me to do, it will go well. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Paul talks about a wide door being open for ministry and hardships. <laughs> My fault. Maybe a different door with just the ministry. <laughs> Yeah, is, is what my uh, you know the self preservation part of me wants. Yes, I was like, yes, absolutely. I want to follow Jesus. Well, it feels logical. God is good. I follow. What God says, therefore, good things happen to me, and and that's that's a very um, American logic, right? And then true to serpents and innocent as doves. Um, I think I think sometimes we're not good at either of those. Like, I feel like we're uh, just loud and think we're right. (laughs) Like, that's not shrewd. That's not using shrewdness or or that wisdom or that cunning. Um, And we're also not innocent in that. And, like, these these two feel weird to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, to be together. Mm -hmm. But, like, if they're not together, then you're just... Yeah, you're you're either poisonous or right. a doormat. Yeah. Yeah, and he's not calling you to be either of those things, but to to be uh, shrewd is interesting because I don't think he means manipulative. Right. It does seem that he uh, he doesn't say discerning though. It's not just be as wise as. Serpents, right. shrewd, implies some strategy, mm-hmm. some direction. Uh, so, so be strategic, be on purpose, be thoughtful, uh, be planning. Hmm. Uh, but, but to tip into manipulation would would violate the innocent as doves part. Right. But you can't plan because. Uh... <laughs> When they ask you to speak, you'll be given what to say at that hour, yeah. uh, which I've heard used as reasons to not prepare a sermon. To mm-hmm. just, to, that's why I, I don't ever prepare mine. And I feel like just maybe to, that's not what he means in the context. No, I don't think here. that's what he means. And and we do see it. Uh, this is one of those that becomes prophetic. This, I mean, he, he is in this initial sending out describing the Book of Acts. This is what the book of Acts will be. You will be arrested. You will be persecuted. God will give you the right things to say, and amazing things will happen because, uh, because of it. Uh, can we can we talk about verse twenty three a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tell me all about it. Well, I, I I only have one thing to say, and then I've got a question that oh. that I don't know that either of us is prepared for. I have a question mark next to it. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. So the first half, uh, when you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. Uh, I think it has become fashionable in some ways to say things like, well, if you're not being persecuted, you're not doing it right. Mm-hmm. So I really need to seek persecution. I should be getting persecuted. Uh, so either I will just... 
bump up against people, however harshly or meanly that I need to, in order to feel like I'm being persecuted because mm -hmm. they tell me to be quiet and go away. Right. Uh, or I will call some very small things persecution so that I can say, see, I don't need to work any harder at this. I'm already getting persecuted. Uh, we're not actually supposed to seek persecution. Right. And this is a really good example of that. Uh, when you're persecuted, flee to another place. Um, it is okay to move away from persecution. Mm -hmm. um, I think that comes from the a little bit of that shrewd of serpents. And yeah. Like, hey, this... This isn't working. Right. Like, I'm, I'm doing things I'm supposed to. Sure. I'm, I am innocent and stuff, but, like, hey, this, mm -hmm. like, just staying here mm -hmm. and, and being persecuted, not furthering the gospel message right. or the kingdom. I have other things to, to do. Uh, I think of Paul and Silas in the book of Acts in the town of Thessalonica where things get really bad, and they slip Paul and Silas out the back door, basically, and they move on to another town. Meanwhile, all those people in that church that they have start up, they're still there. They still right. have to go through it, but not everybody does. They're not seeking it out. Mm -hmm. They're not trying to create it by being jerks. Uh, the other half of this verse, yeah, uh, you will not finish going through the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. Any thoughts on what that means? Uh, I mean, I, I read a, a few commentaries, and... Uh, Found their thoughts not interesting enough to write down. Um, <laughs> sort of where I was at. Jesus yeah. calling himself the Son of Man is mm -hmm. is there. Mm -hmm. um, Does this mean like you're going to scatter and I'm going to come and find and collect you all before you get all the way through Israel? Like just in this one moment, it could. Right. Uh, Son of Which, Man is a pretty eschatological right. like, end times term. So maybe he means... Um, and I think this is where most people take it, is that um, uh, he, or, or most uh, Christ followers anyway take it, is that um, we will never actually get this job done. That mm -hmm. there will always be more work to do in sharing the gospel with people, uh, going to the ends of the earth. Um, before Jesus uh, comes back. Mm -hmm. um, and then other people, of course, just go, well, that's not how it went. His prophecy was wrong. He's a fraud, hmm. which is one of the options. Yeah, it's 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 one that's interesting to me, but I don't know that it's interesting enough to uh, spend a couple hours researching and thinking about it. Yeah, because it doesn't. I don't. I don't see that uh, help me love God more or right. show His love to others better. Mm -hmm. Or convince me that nothing, or convince me that none of it is true, and that he's right. a fraud. Like I, none, none of those things are going to happen from this, from this passage. Yeah, and it seems like it even just seems like a weird place for that. It does. It does. For that seems sending them out but between the persecution and the disciple not above their teacher. And yes, uh, and uh, yeah, which which adds credence to the idea that it is this. Look, this job is never, mm -hmm. never done. Um, and uh, yeah, teachers and slaves and masters. And look, you're trying to, trying to be like Jesus, which we say that enough in churches to go, sure, we're all trying to be like Jesus. And then you read like chapter nine and go, whoa, uh, that's demons and healings and. Right. Uh, Raised from the deads. Yeah. Wow. That's. My life does not look like that. Hmm. Um, I'm not pre 
particularly anxious for it too. Part of me thinks that'd be really cool. I definitely think I don't have the humility to handle it. Right. Uh, at this point in my life anyway. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and somehow all of that, the son of man, the teacher's masters leads into, uh, so don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that those, therefore, don't be afraid of them. Which is interesting. Yeah. Closing up the chapter? Let's do it. All right. Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Anyone who loves their father... Or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Anyone who welcomes you welcomes me, and anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward, and whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. I think that... The verse 37, the word more is very helpful for me there, mm-hmm. where he's talking about these people who were tuning against each other. And then he says, the one who loves a father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He, he uses all this language where you're like, wow, Jesus doesn't think that our family relationships matter. Sure. Uh, but it's, I don't think that is what Jesus is saying, but like that our, our love of God needs to be that most important relationship Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, for many reasons, one of which is like, I don't think I'm going to love the people in my family well sure. without having that love of God uh, in and through me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that that's there to be like, okay, we're not supposed to hate each other. Right. We're supposed right. to love God mm-hmm. more than any of mm-hmm. these other uh, mm-hmm. relationships, family relationships. And if I get that out of order and I love my wife, my parents, my kids more than I love Jesus, um, I'm not going on this journey he's sending them on. Mm-hmm. Like I, because I, uh, this, this journey of persecution and, um, and being told off and, and going with no resource, I, none of that is... I mean, all that is scary. My life is on the line, uh, mm. being arrested, all that stuff. Right. And and if my life is more about making my family happy than living out the kingdom, mm-hmm. uh, that is, um, well, I'm not going to go on the kingdom journey. Uh, on the flip side, if um, uh, I, there there have been too many Christian leaders through the centuries who have loved God a lot and not loved their family. And uh, that does not, that also does not grow the kingdom because right. the kingdom gets shut off. 
than generationally with them. Yeah, and it's uh, A.W. Tozer's wife. Uh, big fan of Tozer. Mm-hmm. Lions guy. He wrote some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, his, his wife, after he passed away, remarried. And, and she has a quote of saying that uh, she knew that A.W. Tozer loved God. And she knew that her current husband loved her. Mm. Like, oh, oh. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't ever want that said of me. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I knew he loved God, yes, yep. but uh, that that wouldn't translate to my wife and kids knowing that I love them uh, is a, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's what, uh, what Jesus means at all here. Right. Um, the start of that section, uh, do not suppose that I have come to bring peace, that section on family. Mm-hmm. Um do not suppose that I've come to bring peace is a weird statement for somebody who in Isaiah is prophesied to be the prince of peace. Right. Uh, and, later, as, and later tells his disciples, peace I leave with you, peace. Right. And like, that's all you need is you need my peace. Um, and peace, as we, uh, we certainly have talked about a bunch at church. I don't know if we've talked about it in this podcast or not. Uh, uh, the Hebrew sense of peace was was wholeness, Mm -hmm. being made whole. So he's talking about a whole bunch of divisions. And uh, that sense of wholeness was a sense of completeness. Like uh, all of the bricks in the brick wall are in place. Mm -hmm. Peace, uh, wholeness. Um, So he's saying, hey, if, if you're assuming that I have come to make all of this whole and complete, uh, that's not what this is going to look like. Mm-hmm. That there will be, uh, and we still experience this, there will be uh, division. There will be conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, so much of the teaching in the letters to the churches ends up being about how do you manage to live in a household? And some of it, how do you manage to live in a household where you're a Jesus follower and your family is not? Right. Uh, which would have been really, really hard in their culture, uh, like many cultures today. Uh, and... Um, Part of our hope is that in the end, Jesus will come back and make all things whole. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there is a peace and a sense of wholeness that he leaves with us, that that my entire identity is okay no matter what happens uh, to me. But but yeah, if you, if you assumed that I have come to make all the things right in the way that you want me to, right. that is not actually the way this is going to go. Yeah, I think that in the way that you want or the way you expect is the important mm-hmm. part of that. Like, eventually we'll make more. all things whole. But yeah, it's not, like we talked about with the wine skin, it's not going to look like what you've expected mm-hmm. Messiah coming to look like. And, and that complete wholeness is coming not this time when right. he comes, but but the next time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, needing to, to set that uh, up for them. Any other thoughts on this section? Uh, no, no, no further questions, Your Honor. <laughs> uh, just one other thought that uh, verse 38, uh, whoever does not take up their cross and follow me, uh, they knew what a cross was. They knew what crucifixion was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if they thought he was being figurative. Right. He, used lo- he uses lots of word pictures. Some, some hyperbole. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, maybe this is just a, oh, okay, we, we, it's going to be... Because that, that right. walk, yeah. carrying your cross to your own crucifixion, 
uh, that would not be a pleasant one. You go, okay, I get it. It's going to be unpleasant. Yeah. Grueling um, even? Yeah. I, I don't think, I'm just guessing that none of them or very few of them were thinking, oh, he means that I'm going to have to one day, that this persecution and these arrests are going mm. to lead to me carrying my own cross. Right. Uh, probably was not on their minds. Mm. Um, I, I mean, cru- but crucifixion meant... Uh, your death, it meant pain, uh, mm-hmm. it meant sacrifice, um, uh, shame, um, and and he's saying, hey, some some of these things, there's, you may you may feel some public shame because mm-hmm. you're following me. You may uh, have to uh, die to some things, right? Um, which we use very figuratively. Um, and I think he meant it both ways, yeah. that, that you're going to have to die to some things, some of your desires and dreams and pleasures, uh, and also uh, for, for y'all, I mean, all, all 12 that go out, uh, except, so 10 of the 12, I guess, mm-hmm. one because uh, he ended his own life early, and the other because he died of old age. 10 of the other ones, we understand. To be martyred. To be martyred. Mm-hmm. And at this point... We, I mean, we see in the Gospels, the disciples not quite get it quite a bit. Quite a bit. Um, so at this point, while, well, maybe Jesus isn't going to be the Messiah that the religious leaders were looking for, um, there's there's not much reason that, that these 12 aren't still hoping for a this oh, time yeah. around, end of time Messiah that, mm-hmm. that they're on the team of. Mm-hmm. So this is like, wait, wait, what? Why? Why? Why so hard? Like, this has been pretty <laughs> yeah. good. Like you said, we're, yeah. like, we're, we're hanging out with you. You're doing all these things. People love us. Yeah. Well, they love you. We're with you. So they yeah. love us. The and Pharisees don't really, but like, the people okay, do. Right? Yeah, they didn't love us before anyway. Right. Yeah. No, and this, uh, I do wonder if there's a reason Matthew lays out a whole chapter of this hmm. is to, to say, uh, Hey, this was paradigm breaking for the twelve of us. Mm-hmm. This this really messed with us. To go, oh, this isn't all celebrations and healings right. and parties. Like, mm. uh, that's that's a problem. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be hard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, the kind of one main thought here is yeah. that the hairs on your head, the, the sparrows. Uh, so don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. And just that that how much more argument that if. If God cares for these birds, which are um, some of the cheapest birds you can buy, so like if if, yeah. if you need dinner, like this is like this is what you can afford kind of dinner, and and if God cares for these, how much more does God care for for you who were created in His image and yeah, and was beloved in that? Yeah, it's a reminder that like I know it, but any time that I actually stop to think about it, it's it's good. Mm-hmm. I probably don't stop to think about it enough. Yeah, I for sure don't. Uh, we talked uh, last chapter about uh, our reticence to, uh, to we, we don't put ourselves in positions a lot to hang out with people who don't mm. know Jesus and to try to create those relationships and conversations. Um, or at least we don't feel like we're in a lot of positions to have deep conversations about that. Uh, at the end of chapter nine, he says, the, the harvest is ready. Mm. Pray that there would be workers, uh, and then he sends them. And that that reminder that that we are um, we are called to do both. We are called to pray, right. and we are called to go. Yeah. And uh, 
just one or the other is, is not enough. Mm-hmm. You do both. Indeed. Yeah. To the cube. To the cube! I always snatch this back like we're playing Trivial Pursuit right. and I can't see the question. Uh, no, no, no I, get to, I get to go first. Oh, you time. get to go first. Yeah. Oh, good, because that's going to take some time. Okay, good. If you could design and build a room of your own, what would it be like? Oh, man, where is my daughter when I need her? Uh, this is what my younger one does for fun. Uh, I, I, I have a uh, room of my own. Um, honestly, this is going to sound... I. It, it, it would have boring white walls. Okay. It would probably have uh, a, a TV and and some comfortable chairs. Okay. No, no, some, no ping pong table? No. <sighs> That's true. I do like a good game of ping pong. It might have a ping pong. So, something. It'd have to have something fun to do. Something fun to do. Uh, have enough room to play throw throw burrito in it. Okay. So maybe a table for some games. Yeah. For the one or two times I invite somebody over to do something. I mean, there's, they're single-player games. That's true. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's that's what the TV's. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it'd be it would be very boring. Um, and uh, and if my far more artistic and creative children were here to answer that question on my behalf, I think it would have been something very similar. Excellent. Uh, I hope the answer to this question is not boring. Uh, this is a whole whole podcast in and of itself. How will our culture change in the next 100 years? That's a lot of years. <laughs> like Fly, like flying I don't, cars? I don't remember what was happening back in 1823. Well, that's I'm 200 that years. That's, that's yeah, 1923. Which is still on. I was thinking late. Even that, like, that's a long time. That's a long um, time. Man, I, I hope that the robot overlords haven't taken over. It sure feels like we're going that but way. But I'm not 100% yeah, sure yeah, they won't. Me either. Uh, I mean, Apple just released their their spatial computing headset that they did not say VR in, I don't think, once during the presentation of it because it's not just VR, but it's a, it's a computer that you wear, and apparently it's real heavy and real expensive. But um, As Apple goes. Yeah, so supposedly this one is mostly for... Uh, a toy for rich kids and for like developers. Okay. Like, there will probably be a more consumer level. Pretty soon it's just going to be com- like computer, this, right? We're just going to uh, have glasses. That we, that we wear. But um, I hope we're still talking to people face to face. I hope we're still like eating food because we like to, not like uh, not like space nutrient tubes of things. Mm, I think we um, will. We like pleasure too much. I hope. Yeah. I hope we don't keep having to get places faster and faster. I mean, I, that's I, certainly I, the way America has moved for. I, I, I live far enough away from Kelso and Longview that like I can't just ride a bicycle. Um, sure. But I, I sure do miss a time when we didn't have to drive ten miles per hour above the speed limit to yeah shave a minute and a half off our time going places. Mm-hmm. So I imagine we'll keep speeding up at things. I would imagine we'll keep speeding up. We'll keep creating technology that is beyond our control to use morally. Right. Because uh, we all, I mean, we've been doing that for the entire time America's existed too. Um, we'll create new cool technology and people will use it in more ways. And 
Uh, and maybe the robots will take over. Maybe. But hopefully we slow down a little. Figure out how to slow down. Figure yeah. out how to practice patience. That's not the pace we're on, is it? Well, you win some, you don't win others, yeah. I guess. Yeah, in in the uh, in the podcast we're going to do all about this. Just yeah. kidding, we're not really. We well, this was incredibly encouraging, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would mean, be a perkier. No, it wouldn't actually. I. To be fair, we are are, are using technology to help with yes. a, an ancient tradition. I think there's places for technology. Yeah, in absolutely. That. And, um, but man, I'd I'd rather sit with you and and study Matthew, but I may not know you, or uh, you just haven't invited me to sit in your living room, drink tea, and talk through Matthew, which. I don't like tea, but otherwise I would love to come sit. Yeah, hopefully their living room would be a lot more interesting than whatever I would make up. Yeah. 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 So we love knowing in the comments, um, what what will the world look like in 100 years? And if you're comp- commenting on this in 100 years, in <laughs> what, 21, 23? Yeah. Um, yeah. Let, us, let us know what it's like. I'm sure we're, I hope we're gone. I sure hope so. Because <laughs> if not, we real old. Oh, man. Oh, man. On, on that positive note, I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah, if you've got positive things, somebody tell us something positive about what the culture will be like in 100 years. Please. It'd be really good. Uh, Jesus came near. See, he came near. Like, we need people. See, yeah. And he said to them, all authority has been given to me in not heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Even more than 100 years from now. More than 100 years. Thanks again for checking out the video, and we'll see you later, alligator. 100 years. So long. That is a long time. But, yeah, we're, we're both feeling really great about the culture right now, aren't we? Yikes. Yeah,